Hey guys, today I'm going to be sharing some very practical tips that I trust will help you to have a far more productive and more joyful day today. Life can be hectic and it can be busy and hard. And I know for myself, I hate the feeling of always needing to catch up. And as a society, we tend to live this way. We make plan after plan and we become disconnected from our families. We focus on the negative and allow little petty things to frustrate or overwhelm us and allow that to be the norm. We fill our closets, cabinets, and drawers with things that we don't need, and then we buy extras just in case. We create stress for ourselves and our spouses. It becomes a never-ending cycle, and you guys, God intended us to live for so much more than that. So I believe that we should always be learning from one another and getting insight onto ways that we can make this easier. So I wanted to share what works for us and hope that it helps you. So let's get started. Number one, begin your day doing something you love and then swallow your frog. So waking up early, even 30 minutes early, gives so many opportunities for you to do things that you love, and that's exactly what it should be for. So set your alarm to go off before anyone else in the house wakes up. If you have babies at home, I get that this can be hard, and sometimes you have to just fit it in when you can, even if they're awake. But try to use that time, any time that you have, to do something that you enjoy, and it will help you to set the tone for the rest of your day. You can write a letter to a friend, go for a run, read a chapter of a book, pray, read your Bible, or watch your favorite show. You could even eat an Oreo or three or five (laughs) without being interrupted. Your options are endless. And then once you've done this, it's time to swallow your frog. So I learned this at a conference when I worked in marketing for a large corporation, and it has honestly changed the way that Jesse and I do things. The basic idea behind swallowing your frog is that if you do the worst thing on your plate the first thing in the morning, then the rest of the day is cake. And I am a natural procrastinator. Sometimes I honestly do think that I do my best work when I push it off until the last minute. But I hate the feeling that something is weighing on me throughout the entirety of my day. So what is it on your list, mamas, friends, husbands, that you look forward to the least? This could change daily or it could be something that you just consistently dread every single morning. So for me as a working stay-at-home mom, my frogs are working out and accomplishing the not fun but necessary tasks for both my blog and my podcast. So I've chosen to get both of those done first thing in the morning. So to help organize your life and to increase your joy, eat your frog. Accomplish your most daunting task first. It will prevent you from having those lingering thoughts or those heavy burdens on your shoulders. And you just know, like, my worst task is over. It kind of makes for a better day. Number two, save your cake. So going back to this frog analogy, the frog is the worst and the cake is the best. Nobody wants to eat a frog, obviously, unless you like frog legs, which I do, but that is not the point of this. But your cake is the best part, so save it for last. Save it for a dessert. And this basically just means set a reward for yourself every day, and once you accomplish your most daunting tasks, enjoy that cake. So in this season of my life, this means I personally don't get my coffee until I've finished my list. And that list includes cleaning up everything off of the floor, deep cleaning one room in my house, working out, and starting on my work. So once I'm getting started on my work, I know it is time for my reward. 
And I know for me that these are the things that I want to get done every morning when I'm at home. So my coffee is my treat and I will literally speed through everything just to get to that coffee. So I have friends who are diehard coffee drinkers. And for those of you who are the same, you're probably thinking, yeah, right, Lens. I cannot even get out of my bed without taking a sip of coffee. I get that. I kind of drink coffee just for the sweetness. It's not necessarily for the caffeine. So it might not work for you, but find something that does. Set something that is a reward, a treat for you that you look forward to, but make sure that you have that every single day to motivate you to get through the hard stuff. Number three, listen to encouraging teachings and worship while you get ready in the morning. I love this, you guys. I love curling my hair and listening to a teaching or a podcast. I personally love listening to Matt Chandler from the Village Church or Francis Chan. They help me to get my day started right by teaching the word in truth, but also in some humor, which I love. These teachings help me to immediately set my heart and eyes on God rather than on myself first thing in the morning. So whether you like to listen to worship and you have your own playlist on Amazon Music or Spotify, whatever you listen to, be intentional about turning those things on and filling your heart with something encouraging throughout the day, but especially at the beginning of the day. Number four, love people more than your own feelings. In my life, personally, I believe that I have the gift of giving, and I just really love to be generous and to give. But it isn't always an easy thing to do, and oftentimes I get caught up in my own busy schedule that I'm not able to serve others. Or sometimes I wonder, oh, this person didn't respond the way that I expected them to, you know, and we get caught up in our own feelings. And if I'm not careful, everything can become about me and it distracts me from doing what I intended in the first place, which is to love God and love other people above myself. So I strive every morning, and this is not something I'm perfect in, I promise you, but to refocus and to choose to not allow my feelings to get in the way of love, which is and will always be my most important goal. So choose people above yourself at the beginning of the day and commit to setting your mind on that throughout your week. Next, organize your day with the ABC123 format. It is easy as pie, you guys. I am the type of person who attempts to keep everything stored in my head and then I end up feeling like I don't have space for anything else because I'm trying to remember everything. And it reminds me of having like a hundred windows open on my computer, which I do already, and then trying to navigate through all of those things to find that one item that you need. It's kind of exhausting. And I think as women, we kind of just work this way. We always have so much going on in our minds that... We can become distracted from tasks or we can feel burdened by everything that we have laid out in front of us. So this is my brilliant piece of advice. (laughs) Use a calendar. If you use a calendar effectively and consistently, you will find that it helps to organize you so much more rather than trying to just keep it all in your head or throw some notes on your phone. Have a laid out paper calendar in front of you and use that every single day. One thing that Jesse and I do 
to help to better our marriage and to strengthen our communication is that we come together once a week and we sync our calendars. So we find out what engagements we have and that we want the other person to attend with us or what meetings that person has. And as we do those things, we not only have the ability to get on the same page, but we also have the opportunity to ask that person, hey, how was your meeting today? Because we're aware of what they have going on and it keeps us informed and in communication. So what is the ABC123 method? When you're writing out your priorities for the day, whether it's in your calendar or on a notebook, you want to use this method. It has just completely revolutionized the way that I plan. So an A item is defined as something that is very important. This is something that you have to get done that day, no exceptions, study for a test, or write a report up for your boss. For me at home, my A tasks are always getting in God's word and then working out. I have personally quickly learned through experience that the rest of my family suffers that day if I don't take care of my own heart, soul, and body before the day begins. If you have more than one A task, which you probably will, you then prioritize these tasks by writing A1, A2, A3, and so on. But just consider that your A1 task is your biggest, ugliest frog of all. A B item is then defined as a task that you should get done, but it only has mild consequences if you don't do it. So consider these like the little tadpoles of your work life. You should never do a B task when there is an A task left undone. You shouldn't be distracted by the tadpole when there's a big ugly frog sitting there waiting to be swallowed. And then lastly, a C task is something that would be nice to do, but for which there are no consequences at all, whether you do it or not. So those are usually like personal preferences, making a phone call, going to lunch with a friend. So if you have a lot of A tasks on your list that day, it might be good to move the C tasks to another day. And with this ABC123 method, you will likely get your most important things done faster and find that your day feels far more relaxed and successful. We want to take a quick second to talk to you all about a product that we love called FabFitFun. Amaris and I were so giddy when we received our own boxes in the mail. If you haven't heard about FabFitFun, it's a seasonal box with full-size beauty, fitness, and lifestyle products. You don't get those tiny samples, you guys. You get the really good stuff and for a seriously affordable price. Each season's box offers a variety of incredible quality brands like Tarte, Kate Somerville, Anthropology, Free People, and Dr. Brand just to name a few. They always sell out quickly, so don't wait too long. Check out www.fabfitfun.com and use the code MHPOD. That's fabfitfun.com, M-H-P-O-D, so that you can save $10 off your first box, making it only $39.99. Next, let's talk about meal planning and prepping. Making dinner and having all of these meals, whether you're a mom or a busy college student, it can cause us to feel overwhelmed and then we end up just picking up something unhealthy and it can feel like we're not doing our best. And so I hope that with just a few tips, I can make this a little bit easier for you guys. Here is my best piece of advice and it's very simple. Don't just pin to Pinterest for fun actually use your pins. I look at my pins every Sunday or Monday, depending on my week. I choose four meals from my lunch board and four meals from my dinner board. I always make sure that they have similar ingredients that can be used twice and that they can be eaten as leftovers. I am all about those leftovers. Jesse will not eat them. (laughs) He refuses, 
but I eat them and my kids eat them. So two out of three works for me. So for example, and using the same ingredients, if I'm going to make chicken fajitas, then I will also plan for another meal or two that uses chicken, bell peppers, and onions. This week I am making chicken fajitas with guacamole and then also cauliflower rice chicken stir fry and chicken salad lettuce wraps. That's on my menu. So I'm also going to make some meatloaf and tacos, both using ground beef. I'm trying keto meatloaf for the first time, you guys, so wish me luck on that. I actually am not a meatloaf fan, but I'm trying to find as many good keto recipes as possible. Anyways, when I cook the chicken and saute the bell peppers and onions, I'll make all of it together. So I keep my stir fry in mind for the next night and just cook all of the vegetables and all of the chicken in that first night. And then I cut the portion in half and then I save that portion for the following meal. So all I have to worry about for the stir fry is the cauliflower rice, which is easy, and then the vegetables and the sauce. So it cuts my time in half. I don't make dinner every single night personally because our hectic schedules just really don't allow for it. My husband is in real estate. I am either working on the podcast or meeting people up in a different town that's like 30 minutes away. So we're kind of all over the place. I will just do my best to use leftovers that we have, but sometimes we eat out and that's okay. I have learned to have grace on myself in the moments when we eat out. We just try to make better choices. We're all about Chipotle. But seriously, you guys, use your boards. My biggest hindrance to cooking is deciding what to eat. It is honestly the most frustrating thing ever for me, and my mom used to be bothered by that, and now I get it because it's hard to come up with something every time. So I will just find whatever looks good and what can be used throughout multiple meals, and I make it. And using Pinterest also helps you just to be a little bit more creative with the food because you're just picking random things. And then for breakfast, we keep it simple. My kids literally wake up starving. I am not kidding. The second Saxon opens his eyes, he does this little num 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 thing. And as soon as he sees me, he goes num 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 because he's begging for food. So I have to have something at the drop of a hat and I am not a morning person. And so I do not want to go upstairs and make a breakfast. So here's what we do. I buy breakfast sausage patties and English muffins from the store and I make 10 to 15 egg McMuffins at a time. I wrap them in saran wrap and pop them in the freezer. So then when we wake up, we will just heat them up in the oven or the microwave and give them to the kids. They're ready to go. Next, cold oats are one of my favorite breakfast ideas. So what you do with cold oats is you just stick raw oats in a jar. I use little mason jars. And then you put whatever ingredients you want with it. So for any of our email subscribers, I'm going to make a free printable of my favorite breakfast cold oats recipes. And they're really simple. You can make them in five minutes. So if you're already subscribed, you don't need to worry about it. You're going to get this right away to your email inbox. However, if you aren't subscribed, just send us a direct message to our Instagram, which is at the milk and honey podcast with your email address. And we will send that printable out to you. So again, it will have the cold oats recipes, which we use every single week. Next are breakfast casseroles. These are so easy and quick. You just get a big mixing bowl, throw in like 12 eggs, bell peppers, green onions, salt, mushroom, spinach, whatever you like. Mix it all up, put it in a baking dish, and bake it for like 30 minutes. And every recipe is different, but if you Pinterest egg casseroles, you're going to find tons of them. 
cut out a piece of the egg casserole, you're good to go. It's just saving yourself time and stress and hectic chaos in the morning and allowing yourself a little bit of grace to premeditate these things. So for me, I like to prepare this stuff on a Sunday. I usually will do it when the kids are napping after church and just get it all out of the way. I'll make the cold oats, the egg casserole, and the egg McMuffins all at the same time. And so in about two hours, I have everything completely done. Lastly, Walmart pickup and Instacart delivery. These have changed the game for me. Walmart pickup, I just order everything off of my computer for the next day. It usually requires like 24 hours to order before you pick up. So I order everything and it's nice because I can look through every item that they have without having screaming kids in my cart. And then I literally drive to Walmart and have them put it in my trunk while my kids sit peacefully, sometimes screaming, but mostly peacefully in my car. And I'm the type of person where I have to get out and help them put it in because I just feel guilty. But most of the people that I see, they literally just sit there and within five minutes, all of their grocery shopping is done and in their trunk. So if you have not done this, I know that they do it with a lot of grocery stores now. So look into it. Next is Instacart delivery. This is amazing. It is a little bit more expensive. So if you are able to allocate some money in your budget for this and you just don't have time to do your grocery shopping, that is fine. I love a little time at Costco, but I am just not a grocery shopper. So the Instacart here in my city, they shop at our Smith's, which is our like local grocery store, Whole Foods, Vitamin Cottage, Costco, and they will get everything that you need from any of the stores and deliver it straight to your door. They do add on a service charge that is optional, so always make sure to take that off. I honestly have no idea what it's for because the tip is separate. So before you order, take off that service charge. It adds like 10% to your order. But with this, you have it literally delivered to your door, store it in your refrigerator, and it saves so much time. I am all about saving time, you guys. And if there's just some things that you can do to make life a little bit easier and more enjoyable, do it. Because in that time, you're able to get other important tasks done and accomplished. Okay, so my last tip is to declutter. You guys, I was such a slob in high school. It was crazy. I had so many clothes all over my floor that I could not even walk and I just didn't care. And one day my stepdad used that opportunity to come to me and he said, Linz, the state of your room displays the state of your life. Are you feeling how your room looks? And the truth was, yeah, a little bit. Like when I walked into that room, as much as I said it didn't bother me, it made me feel uncomfortable. And I think that that is the same with the messes in our home. Now, I want to be clear, we are all about having toys on our floor. We want to live in our house. We are comfortable living in our house. We have dishes piled up in the sink because we have people over until 12 o'clock in the morning. We want to use our home as a refuge for the world. We want people to come in and feel safe and comfortable. And it's something that I'm working on because it it isn't the easiest for me to have mess everywhere. I like a clean space now, but I'm really fighting that temptation so that it's a comfortable place. But what I have found that makes it easier to have mess is to declutter. So when random things find a home, 
that they shouldn't be in, it can become overwhelming. The temporary homes that we give things eventually find a permanent home that wasn't supposed to be their permanent home in the first place. It just doesn't work. So I'm sure you guys know what I'm referring to. It's like that junk drawer that has way too much junk in it and that you don't even know what is in there anymore or that closet that is filled with things that should probably be at Goodwill by now. It is incredibly liberating to simplify your life and get rid of unnecessary things. We moved out of our house into a basement while we renovate our new home and we got rid of like 50% of our stuff. It felt so good. And I find myself every week cleaning out more toys, more clothes, more hair products. Like I'm literally getting rid of so much stuff. And every time I do, it is so freeing for me. Not only does it make cleaning your home a million times easier, it also makes you feel less tied down to the unimportant material items. So here's what you do. Take everything out, but make sure to be realistic with your goals and your timeline, because if you're not, you're going to overwhelm yourself even more. So every time you plan to clean out a room, Make sure to look closely at your calendar that you have all laid out and pretty and what you have going on in the day and the weeks ahead. We personally don't like to start taking things out and then leave them there for a few days because guess what happens? Your stuff then finds another temporary home that becomes a permanent home. It's like going in a circle. So when you take things out, only put back what you love and use. My rule personally for clothes is one year. If I haven't worn it in a year, it goes. And sometimes that's hard for me because I'm like, okay, I'm going to definitely wear this again. I will wear it eventually. So I literally had one of my friends come over and I was like, Britt, am I going to wear this again? And she said, nope. Yep. Nope. And we just sorted through and it was like having accountability and then just somebody else's eye to say like, eh, that's not really in anymore or whatever it might be. And she just helped me sort through it. So if that's a struggle for you, have someone come over and help you. But I personally will do my best now to sell it or give it to someone I love or someone who needs it. But this minimalism has also made me a lot more aware of what I buy, whether or not I really need it. And I also purchase a lot less, but with a higher quality. I just like to buy things that last instead of those really cheap things. But friends, clutter intrudes on so many areas of our lives and our homes. And I think of this with my kids' rooms. Sutton has like three toy boxes. I don't even know how on earth that happened. But as I started clearing space out, I just found this is not something that you need. And the more that I did it with him and said, okay, this is something you keep. And then this pile is what you give away to somebody that you love or to somebody in need. And more often than not, you guys, he wants to give it away, which is really cool for me just to see his heart in that. But also it shows him that we don't need all of these things. And every single time without fail, he finds a toy that he hasn't seen in forever because it's been stuck at the bottom of his toy box and he gets excited and he starts playing with it. So they really don't need a ton of stuff. They just need quality items that they enjoy playing with. And for me personally, when I start to clean, I start with a space. I don't do a whole room. If I did their toy boxes and their drawers and their closet all at the same time, I would lose my mind, I promise you. So I start with their toy box. I take everything out and only put back what we want to keep. The same with their clothes. I take everything out. And if you have kids... Can I just say, I have been blessed with clothes from other moms and have had to buy almost no clothing for my boys. 
That has been one of the greatest blessings. And now I've been able to bless three other moms with clothes because somebody was willing to donate their clothes so I can donate those clothes back. And then all of the clothes that I purchase, I can give to other moms. If you don't have a lot of mom friends or other people that you know, look online and ask in your city, is there anybody who is in need of clothes for a baby boy or baby girl? I am still able to give clothes and Sutton's almost four. It's just been a really cool cycle. So don't forget that your clothes, your items, they don't need to just be donated away to a random place. You can give them to people who really need them. So that is it for this episode. I could seriously go on and on and on about this topic, but I really hope that this has been beneficial for you. I want you guys to implement this. And remember that it's only as helpful as what you incorporate into your life. So choose at the end of this episode, write everything down or go back through it and incorporate the things that work for you. And if this episode helped you or inspired you to be more organized, I hope that you will share it with the people around you. Also, if you haven't rated or reviewed our podcast on iTunes, please take 30 seconds to scroll down from this episode or from our podcast page and just do a quick star rating and a quick review. Thank you so much for listening and for your continual support. It means the world.